You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. We have been riveted to the testimony of Gerald Butts before the Justice Committee on Parliament Hill. As expected, he denied putting pressure, inappropriate pressure, on Jody Wilson-Raybould to let SNC-Lavalin avoid criminal prosecution. And he gave a detailed explanation of the rationale behind the cabinet shuffle where she was demoted to Veterans Affairs, insisting it had nothing to do with her refusal to give a deferred prosecution to SNC-Lavalin. It echoes the Prime Minister's seemingly outlandish claim that if Scott Bryson had not resigned, she would still be Attorney General. It goes like this. Jane Philpott was moving from Indigenous Services to Treasury Board because she was the only person who was qualified. She had been the vice chair. The prime minister worried that this would send the wrong message to the Indigenous community. So he asked Wilson Raybould to take over that portfolio. She refused because, as you heard in Bob's News, uh, she said she spent her life opposing the Indian Act. And as you also heard in Bob's news, uh, she was the only time that he ever heard a cabinet minister turn down a portfolio. So he then made the case that she had to be shuffled out of her old job because leaving her there would send the wrong message to ministers that they could just willy-nilly turn down appointments and it would make it impossible to manage cabinet. So... Do you buy that explanation? Is it believable? And can this version of events ease the crisis? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And with me now, I have Patrick Gossage, former press secretary to the first Trudeau prime minister, John McEtitian, political consultant and president of Bradgate Research Group, and Jason Leader with Enterprise Canada. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. No problem. Thanks so much. Okay, let's start with Patrick Gossage. Patrick, is this explanation believable? Well, I'm not sure that the cabinet shuffle story is going to be the one that grabs people's attention. Um, um, whether she was punished or not, and I mean, she feels she was. Uh, we didn't know that she'd been offered another post and how absolutely incredible it was that she turned it down. But I mean, the, the reasoning seems, seems sound. I mean, we, I mean, it's very understandable. But I think the, I think the, the real, uh, nub of this is, is, the, is, uh, Butts's endless denial of the, uh, you know, consistent and, uh, pressure that was put on on uh, uh on Jody Wilson Rabo according to her own testimony and the different the different uh interpretations of their own meeting and he says there's more than one way to look look at a thing and and I think that's where the I mean I think he spent a good deal of time not demolishing for sure her testimony but questioning her interpretation of events which was a which is what um 
Trudeau himself had said, you know, that he doesn't he doesn't buy the whole testimony. And I I don't know whether he was able to poke holes in it. I think he was quite credible. I think he was more it was more in sadness than anger, which was good because he obviously had a very close relationship with with Jody Wilson Raybould and uh which ended uh at the cabinet shuffle and he's he was very regretful about that. I was quite moved by that. He said there was a breakdown of trust which he regrets greatly and he also he also uh you know admitted that if that he should have thought about the fact that Jody Wilson Raybould wouldn't accept the its cabinet moved to indigenous the indigenous moved to the indigenous portfolio because of her uh you know lifelong objection to the Indian Act and she would have to work under it so I don't know i think I think he won a few I think the tone was good and uh but I don't think it moves the the needle a lot and it's it's a it's now even more he said she said and that's not good Jason leader what do you think were you moved by his testimony? It's hard to be, it's hard to not um, see all of their stuff, all of their communications under the frame with which they've presented themselves for the last number of years, right? Which is, we believe women, we, you know, we're, we're in charge, you know, we're going to, we're going to have this, we're going to have this, this cabinet that's 50, 50, we're going to empower the women to make decisions, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm, I've known Jerry for, for, you know, as a, as an adversary, a friend and a, and a client for quite some time, it's hard not to be moved personally by watching him sort of, you know, I, 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 I this has really hurt him greatly. And I, and I get that. And I think what's hard to, to understand, I think what we've, you know, what we're seeing now is, I think Patrick got it right at the very end there. It doesn't change the substance of the discussion, which is you've got a woman who felt like she was pressured. You've got a dude and a number of dudes that are saying, we didn't pressure you at all. We were just trying to persuade you. Well, where have we heard that before? I mean, it's, 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 we've heard this story all sorts of different times in all sorts of different ways. And I think the explanation doesn't get past the problem that they've got, which is they're fundamentally, it's ringing untrue to people. And they're sort of saying, Okay, but you know you've got two senior women that have quit the cabinet now. There's not not much you can say about it other than the facts do speak for themselves. Trudeau actually had it right a few years ago or a few weeks ago. The facts do speak for themselves. Neither of them are in cabinet anymore because they don't want to be part of your stuff anymore. So fundamentally, it doesn't change much. I think. John McCutcheon, I mean, one thing I I have to uh, take issue with. Patrick, and he's saying he doesn't, not sure if that the whole cabinet shuffle explanation is going to be what rivets people. I think it might be because, uh, on top of everything, people are saying, well, well, then she was demoted from cabinet because of this. And that I think clinched it for a lot of people. How do you see it, John? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I tend to agree with, uh, Patrick, um, especially the other part that Jerry said that, uh, you know, you, you can't give a cabinet minister a veto over switching a position or moving. I mean, they get to say yes or no, but they, you know, I, I would be shocked if uh, ever in the history of a cabinet, uh, anyone ever, you know, told their premier or their prime minister that this is what I want and I'm going to get it and you can't change it. So that's not the way it works. I mean, this is, you know, the, the top person makes the decisions. And it, it, it is more informative in why she, she was offered something. But it, frankly, I found that the most shocking part so far. Because offering her Indian affairs 
uh, I mean, wow, that's like uh, or Indigenous Affairs. That's like mind blowing. Uh, you know that that he didn't realize how inappropriate that would be for her to be offered that. So that nor did Trudeau. Level. Well, nope. I was going to say, but that's a that's a new level of the tone deaf on top of the narrative that the liberals and the prime minister has created, which is women are to be believed in every instance, and that he is the biggest feminist in the country. And that's part of the problem here. Prior to him going out there and, and well-establishing that as his brand, this story, I think, would have played out very differently, and certainly under any other prime minister. The problem is that he raised the bar that what's, what you're bumping up against is practical politics, practical governance with artificial um, measures that, that are causing havoc for them today. Pat Gossage, do you think this actually worsens the reaction in the Indigenous community? Oh, golly. I mean, they're going to be quite shocked to hear that, and uh, that's for sure. And uh, to, to lose her on, to lose her voice you know, on indigenous files is a big loss, that's for sure. And uh, no, I don't think it's going to do any good with the indigenous community. And I think uh, I think what we just heard is quite correct. Um, there's another little aspect to it that I find interesting, and that is, um, you know, not only does he deny there wasn't a coordinated effort, and he certainly didn't coordinate it, and I, I tend to believe him, you know. On the other hand, he was away a lot, and you know, I think we've talked about this before. I think perhaps a couple of people in his staff uh, went beyond what they were entitled to go beyond, and that does happen in PMOs. Um, I've certainly been there where staff has, you know, said things that, that, you know, allegedly on behalf of the of the prime minister, which really didn't, you know, didn't reflect where he was going. Um, um, I think the, the other thing that really struck me was, was just before I had to mute it, and, and he said, if what was done was wrong, why was this not discussed in the fall? And I think it's it is a bit hard to understand why if 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 she had this good relationship with Butts and he obviously had the ear of the Prime Minister, she didn't complain to him earlier. I find that a bit odd. And you know, if he had, I have no doubt that he would have shut his people down and shut down, you know, the clerk of the Privy Council and say, This is this is really annoying this woman and we're gonna pay for it if we don't shut it down. I mean, I can see that happening, and it's a bit, and Trudeau had raised that too. Um, it is a bit odd, and uh, why wouldn't she? I mean, they had lots and lots of conversations, and I thought that the that the uh, the messaging after the dinner certainly threw a different light on what happened at the dinner than the way she, than what she said. I mean, they were very friendly messages, and uh, you know, um, it's sad. I mean, I think it's quite sad that you know, and you know, I think. But feels a bit betrayed. She feels betrayed. He feels betrayed that, you know, she was, he was, you know, she wasn't upfront with him about what she was feeling. It's a bit odd and a bit sad. Well, one of the things that she. Come on, Patrick. It's her, it's her fault. No, no, no. But why didn't she? I mean, you know, why wouldn't she? I mean, there, certainly lines were open. So that all I'm saying is that the Trudeau line about why didn't she complain if this had been going on all these months? has been reinforced because I think we have to believe much that they were good pals and that they saw each other quite a lot. And she said nothing. I mean, if you're pissed off 
and you have a good friend in the PMO, and you're pissed off with how you're being treated, why wouldn't you say something? But just a minute, just a minute, she said... They're her bosses. She said she did. Oh, come on, come on. Just just a minute, let let me throw the question in here. My understanding of her testimony, sorry, is that she said she did say it, and that she was especially perturbed... After she made a final decision, the pressure kept up. And now Gerald Butt said, well, none of us knew that she made this, quote, final decision. And, well, and that, she re- is a, that is a factual disagreement that I don't know we'll ever get to the bottom of. I mean, maybe, are we going to hear from her again? Who do you well, believe? We, hang on a again? second. So, Who do you believe, we, you know, like Gerald Butts or, or this, this, very, this very, very credible woman who who feels betrayed by by the people that uh, she worked for. So there's an opportunity, if I can jump in, there's an opportunity here that was just blocked by the liberal majority on the committee. The conservatives moved the motion to have all the uh, text messages opened up and provided. And the liberals and the justice committee shut that down. Now, I know where they're coming from, which is they're just trying to kill the story as fast as possible. So whether there is something or isn't something there that would uh, validate what Jody's saying, certainly now they look guilty because they're trying to stop the story, which looks like a bigger cover-up. Well, no, but, you know, I mean, let's be honest. This, this testimony, and Jerry knows it, is not going to kill the story. It's, it's, it's causing more questions to be asked. It's, it's, it's attacking her credibility slightly. And quite not unpleasantly, but it certainly it's a it's a few thrusts at her credibility. But it isn't going to kill the story. So you know, and he knows that he's 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 trying to set the record straight, and you know he's done it to his best of his ability. And uh, you know, I think it's it doesn't move the needle. I think we all agree on that. It doesn't move it much, but at least it does provide some insight into into the shuffle and into different interpretations of what happened in a particular uh, what about, we had a I just nice can't with her. Go ahead, Jason. I just can't get it through my head, this, this idea that it's her fault that she, um, you know, that she was pressured. She could have come forward earlier and, and but that she should have wrote a, a letter to the prime minister. What cabinet minister writes a letter to the prime minister saying, I think you're being pressured for your officials. Please call off. No. Like, that's a sure way out of cabinet. And, and I, You've been there. Come, come on. The cabinet ministers don't do this kind of thing. They, they grin and bear it. They sort of put their head down and do their work. And the PMO is who shuffles them in and out of and they, they don't make they don't make enemies of the people in the PMO. I, oh, no, but that's of, just not true. That I mean, you oh, haven't worked. Have you worked at the PMO? Yeah, I have. Cabinet ministers, cabinet ministers are in and out of the principal secretary's office yeah. you know, all the time. And, and they're, they're not they're writing letters to the prime minister saying your people, your people are pressuring you. No, but that's they not are. what he was saying. He was saying, I never, I had no idea that she was feeling that she'd been pressured on inappropriately and by my people, you know. But what um, about, what about the, what she said she told the prime minister when she asked him directly, are you interfering? Because I would yeah, advise against that. Yeah, but that's been established. Nobody ever told her to, you know, to bring in an EPA. Nobody ever told her that she had to do that. I mean, that's been established. And he repeated that many times. He said that's the one thing that Jody Rissonwayer and I agree on. She was not ever directed or told. I mean, that's established. 
Well, yeah, she did open her remarks by saying it was a, a concerted effort to press her to change her mind. Um, let's take a couple of calls to see what uh, people out there are making of this. William in Toronto. Hi, William. Hi. Um, um, uh, Mr. Butts has no credibility with me. Uh, his statement is just a well-crafted statement to make it sound believable. But if you, the way it sounds and uh, the way it is, is different. It sounds believable, but it is not truthful. Um, uh, everything that weighs on uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, he's in charge, so he's got to take responsibility for everything, uh, no matter who did what. And uh, he's not a very good person to take uh, responsibility because uh, he's just not qualified for for the job and. And he's a third-rate actor, and I don't want to listen to him anymore. All credibility is gone with these people. Okay, so- William, I think we get the drift. Uh, so uh, turning to something that that he uh, that he said that William just said. So there are people who are saying, you know. Uh, but schmutz, uh, we really need to hear from Justin Trudeau. We've had reports that he is thinking of delivering some kind of statement of contrition. Uh, I don't know. Is he in church? Uh, is that what it's going to take? John? Well, I mean, I've been, oh. I think I've been on this show enough saying that that's what he had to do. And I think if he does it, I think it'll, it will move the needle. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if he, if he says no matter what, you know, clearly this, this valued colleague felt that, you know, she was being unduly pressured. And, you know, for that, uh, you know, I have to say, you know, it wasn't our intention, but, you know, I regret it. And I regret that she feels that. And I mean, even something like that would, I mean, I, we, you and I could write that tomorrow, Libby. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not in the that. PR business yet. Jason no, Leader, do you agree? Yeah, this is where, this is where Pat and I, this is where Pat and I do agree. I, I, he, he should have been doing this for, for a long time, but everybody that's involved in a crisis always waits till the last minute to actually, uh, confront it head on and actually, you know, do the thing that they need to probably do. Once Jane left cabinet, it was, it was untenable. He has to do this. And he has to go out and sort of say, uh, we obviously got this one wrong, and I'm moving forward. The problem that, that they've got is, Libby, yeah. they want to do the SNC-Lavalin thing. And if they, as long as they, want, they keep that holding, holding out there, that they're going to possibly do that, they can't actually put this behind. Put, put this behind. John McIntyre? And, and that's the crux of this whole thing. Everything else comes back to that. And as long as they're stuck with a uh, contrition is leaving that alone, Letting uh, a court case go ahead, accepting that they, either they were wrong in the first place or the way they handled it is wrong, because in the view of the public now, they're dirty. The only question is, every day more and more people are becoming aware of this issue, and there's no way to get clean unless they completely step out of it. And I don't think they've got the political will or smarts to do that. Uh, it's it's that's. I mean, it is hard to imagine that they could go ahead with a deferred prosecution after all of this. Am, am oh, I yes, wrong to think that? Table. That's off the table. But, you know, David McNaughton, I've known for years and years, maybe some of the rest of you have met him in, over yep. the years. He was head of Hill and Dalton. I mean, he's been around. He's, he knows about crisis communications. He knows about PR. And I'm sure he's giving him the very advice that, that you know, that, that we're saying might just, might just actually, you know, 
turn this around a bit. I don't think it can be completely turned around, but at least it would it would it would help you know him re, re you know rebuff it would rebuff his image a bit as a caring and and you know uh, a caring person who respected women. You know it would help that for sure. Let's take a call from Clay and Ajax. Hi, Clay. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. Did you did you expect anything different from uh, Mr. Butt when you get on the stand there? Uh, well, I I didn't expect that whole a uh, fascinating recounting of of their uh, their version of the cabinet shuffle, but the rest of it, yeah, sure, that's what I expected. Yeah, same as me. I mean, he's a longtime friend of uh, Justin's, and I didn't expect anything different. I mean, uh, that the obvious thing for them to do is have let them have a. a, a, a uh, a, a proper investigation of the whole matter. I mean, like, I mean, uh, what's the, the, the Conservatives, uh, the uh, NDP, uh, the Green Party, they all met with uh, SNC-Lavalin back in May. You know, what's going on? Why is this dragging on so long? Why, why did they try to postpone the investigation? They broke the law, and the, why, why are they looking at reducing the penalty for them? Sure, they say they, they, hold, they, you know, they employ so many people, but so what? You know, you break the law, you break the law. The law says that if they're involved in corruption, then they can't bid in any uh, government job for 10 years. That's, that's the law, then why change it? Uh, well, a lot of people are, are saying that, but the answer is uh, jobs, 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 and uh, votes, votes, votes. Well, jobs, jobs, jobs. Let's get the pipeline going, Libby. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Clay. The pipeline. I agree with you. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, Clay. Thanks. Uh Okay, so where do we go from here, John McIntyre? Well, I think it, it, this is going to continue to to evolve, and I mean, in all this crisis uh, communication stuff, which uh, your other two uh, guest panelists are way better at than me, I've just been in them. Uh, the reality is, you want the story to stop, you want it to go away, and and what are they willing to do? And and that was the thing missing. And when Butch started his testimony. That was part of what he did. He he tried to protect the prime minister, protect his party, and uh, have this thing end as fast as possible by taking as much uh, fire out of it as as could be done. But that wasn't achieved. So when we're talking about what's next, it becomes a question of uh, both outside. I mean, the other parties are going to keep on pounding on the liberals. Uh, it becomes a question of does the news media keep talking about this or go on to something else? And ultimately, um, there's a wild card in here right now with all of these liberals. Um, is there anybody else who's going to step out of cabinet? Not likely, but if someone else did, if somebody else uh, in caucus moved, uh, that, that's where uh, things could become untenable for the prime minister, but I just don't see that happening. I just see this continuing all the way to the election. You, you do. Okay. Jason Leader, do you agree? Are they going to be able to put a stop to it, or is it going to continue until the election? They, they will at some point, uh, uh, you know, because media gets get tired of there's no new angles. I think we all know that, and they're going to do their best job to cauterize the wound and be done with it before they get back to the house in a couple of weeks, you know, or a week and a half. I think uh, I think they've got to uh, they've got to express some contrition and apologize and hope that nobody else leaves pockets for cabinet and no other pieces of information go out there. Um, you know, Mister Butt. The other the other issue to drop is Mister Wernick's going to going to going to uh, be out there uh, in front of the committee and he's in some serious trouble. I would say he's he's got some problems. Um, you know, the clerk of the Privy Council uh, came off as overly partisan. Some very specific allegations were made against him. 
And uh, I, I think that Mr. Trudeau is probably, there's two things that could, could bring this back. Is One is whether Wernick is around and two, whether or not they do the SNC deal. And if they do the SNC deal, it's going to be the ghost of Christmas past um, and he's going to be into it all over. Okay, Pat Gossage, uh, you think it'll go away if the Prime Minister apologizes? Well, I think that'll help a lot. And, you know, as a communications person, it was interesting to me that Jane Philpott actually, you know, one of the reasons she said she resigned was because of how how badly the whole situation had been handled, right? And, you know, there's no doubt it has been badly handled. And that's why McNaughton's there. And I think Trudeau's going to get some sound communications advice probably for the first time. And, uh, you know, we're going to see the results of that in the next day or two. So I've got my fingers crossed. And then, you know, the other thing that I think it's well to remember is that the the opposition, the official opposition, overreacted with, you know, saying, call the RCMP for God's sakes. And They've said it again. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I wonder if in the end Trudeau isn't going to win the election, but, you know, uh, the official opposition is going to lose it. I mean, that's something that I think we're all thinking about just a little bit. (laughs) Okay, and and smacking your lips. Thank you so much to uh, Pat Gossage, John McCutition, and Jason Leader. I am sure that we are going to be revisiting this very soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow. Thank you all. Okay, no problem. Pleasure. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.